All right, the Colorado Avalanche need a wild third period. Three goals in a short amount of time to take this thing back from the Calgary Flames, and they win this thing 6-5. to five. What a wild one, Kyle. A lot to talk about with this one. A new episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciate it. And make sure you are following us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram threads. We're, we're, we're doing all of them today, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions locked on avalanche at, at gmail.com. Wow, I'm all over the place. Uh, and make sure to follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Make sure you are subscribed to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do become one of our very special insiders and chat with Kyle and I one on one, get your opinion on everything avalanche, including this most recent game, which we will get to a little bit later. As far as comments, we'll get to a little bit later. We're going to talk about it right now, Kyle, because, um, man, if that wasn't uh, a roller coaster ride, <clears throat> I don't know what was because it, it, it was you needed three goals in four minutes and 10 seconds to regain the lead. This was a back and forth game and it and it's not really what you wanted to see as an avalanche fan right now because it, the season itself has just been so up and down and you just wanted one of those solid come out solid the the full 60 you know moniker that everybody wants to use and uh not have to have a come from behind victory you just wanted that nice and easy win uh just just to just to have that for a uh, you know 24 48 hour period and this was more of Playing from behind, you get the lead, you give up the lead, and now you need a massive third. Like this is not what it, you can't sustain this for the for the duration of a season. But as far as just an individual game, it was a fun game to watch because there was a lot of scoring going on. And I know it's not sustainable, but the difference in this Calgary game that was lacking in the Winnipeg game and the Philly game, that third period, if you told me they pulled your give and they let Calgary score four goals in the second period and the avalanche would come back mm-hmm. and win in the fashion they did. I, you saw pun intended. You're going to get a lot of it when it comes to effort and the Calgary flames, but mm-hmm. the avalanche were playing with fire. Like they were fired up. You saw the emotion. I mean, for the game to be led with Tatar getting a goal and yeah. you're, that as you see Ross right. Colton's celebration, you're like, ah, oh, emotion. This is a strange sensation. Look at this team having fun. And they carry the second was rough. I'll give you that. It was it was very rough. But that third period, they pushed and they they really fought for that win, which we haven't seen in a while. They were um I, I put it up on on uh X and threads that um after they gave up the third goal to Calgary, um, th- you could tell that they were angry, mm-hmm. and 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 the third, the, excuse me, the, the first line had a really really good shift 
um, that just kind of bled over into the next line, and then they scored the goal. Who, who got their third goal? I'm blanking on who had it. Um, was was that the Ben it, Myers, Myers goal? That ben was a Ben Myers, Myers goal. Yeah. So like right before that Ben Myers goal, which is a beautiful looking goal. Um, there there was a, a really good shift by the Avs top line, and you could tell like that that you know it was nice to see a fire lit under them because <clears throat> you know a lot of people feel like myself included on, on uh, time to time that when this team gets down not only do they get down in the game they get down on themselves mm-hmm. and 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 you you don't really see that you know eye of the tiger to to just kind of, you know they, they, i think they still play well but they were they were angry and jumping back in the game and then you see calgary go up by 2 and then you're sitting there watching, and you're like, okay, what is the response to that going to be? And you saw what it was. It was the, my my issues right now, offensively, I, I don't have any issues with, with the avalanche right now. Defensively is the problem. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But right now, I think offensively, the avalanche have, have found their touch. While, while the power play, I mean, they had a lot of opportunities on the power play early. Mm-hmm. What? 30 seconds into the game, they were on a power play because Calgary didn't like a, a hit that um, I think Ross Colton put on. I can't remember who was on the Flames. Um, I can. I don't. I don't think it was a, a bad hit. I don't think it was a malicious hit. But I can also see why Calgary would run to the defense of, of yeah. whoever it was that that uh, Colton hit. Um, but they had that opportunity, and and the first power play looked, eh, nothing crazy. The second power play looked better, and the third power play was awesome. And yeah. that's where Kale McCarr got that slap shot from like 10 feet away. That is nobody's gonna stop that. So offensively, I think things are looking good. They're still getting a little bit too cute here and there with some of their passing, but I think they have found their rhythm, at least when it comes to to scoring for the most part. And especially when Yorgiev will you know, we know what happened. It was not his best game at all. No. And the defense, it was not his, the defense did not look good at all. No. And for the first goal to beat Tatar, and then that little beautiful story at home gets taken away. And then Kale McCarr on the power play. Hey, that's a plus. That's a positive. Something's going on on the power play. Mm-hmm. And then that gets taken away. The Avs continue to fight. And you love to see that in the forwards. Yeah, I completely agree with you. There's some of those goals that Calgary put in there. It was some weird defensive lapses that I I was astounded and perplexed watching it. But yeah. again, the forwards woke up and bailed them out from where, honestly, defense and goalie was highly suspect all night long. And for the Avalanche to walk away with, honestly, a momentous win like this is good. This is you're back in the win column. Then you get to go face Buffalo, who blanked you the last time for nothing. So mm-hmm. build some of that confidence. EJ comes home, all the emotions. But yeah, this, be is, this is exactly what you want right now. Is it though? Is it though? I mean, like, like uh, it's it, Calgary's a physical I, team, and yeah. they didn't. You didn't get Goony. You didn't let the emotions that you put into the net, you didn't let it affect you no. to the point of like just giving up or making 
stupid penalties. We didn't have a McDermott well, effect. Well, I mean, you had that little dust up between Kadri and, and Georgiev, which was kind of funny to see. And it, it's like uh, my my first reaction was like Kadri's fighting with someone on the Avalanche, and they were like, "Oh, well, they didn't play together." Yeah. <laughs> um, but and, and I think Georgiev kind of went after the wrong guy. Yeah, I don't. It it wasn't it wasn't Kadri. Kadri was right there. I think Kadri was trying to like tell the ref like, "Well, you didn't blow the whistle, and that puck is in the net." When the puck was already stopped, and I don't know who it was that came through before Kadri to kind of like knock it in. That's the guy that Georgiev should have went after. But whatever, Kadri was standing there and he didn't like it, and they kind of just threw a couple shoves at each other. It wasn't anything major, but they both got a penalty because of it. Whatever, and there was no follow up extracurriculars after the drew in hit where he was trying to follow up on that shot yeah it, it was it was a and 50, i think he 50. was just a little bit it was a little bit off balance yeah. and I, he wasn't expecting it um but, but at the same tempo thing, and like, the momentum of the game it was one of those that easily everybody could have got upset with that and said it just really took offense to that and well, then more penalties and penalty kill why is nobody coming to to the defense of Jonathan Drouin there? Even though it's not a, a penalty, like some some dude just shoved your guy to the ice, kind of embarrassingly, and nobody's gonna go over there and just not not start a all out brawl, but just you know a little bit of grabbing mitts in the face or something like that. Nothing, nothing. That's, and and this, this is where this I'm feels like oddly similar to something we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, and and what I meant was like, is this really what you want? Uh, yes and no. For me, it's yes and no. For me, it, it's yes because like you fought back, you mm -hmm. fought back, and went, like there were moments that, and this is this has been the season. Like there are moments in this game where you looked good. I think the Avalanche in the first looked good. Uh, things got off the rails in the second, and then you want to see what they did. You know, you want to see what the response would be, and and the response was. Kind of similar to that Dallas game. Like, well, we're going to stick to our, our our guns here, stick to our system, and eventually that pays off. I like that, but I don't want to rely on that all the time. Don't want to yeah. rely on that all the time. So um, defensively, though, that's where things need to really tighten up here with the Avs. So um, let's take our, our first break here, and we will talk about uh, the defensive issues on the other side of the break coming up next. But right now we are going to talk about Sleeper and the Sleeper app. We talk about it all the time. And is there a better app out there for daily fantasy sports, Kyle? Uh, no, not at all. No, it's a simple Final answer. answer. Final answer. <laughs> Final answer. You win a million dollars. You could win big. I don't know about a million, but you could win big daily, playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. And sleepers are number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. And for this game, I asked you uh, yesterday who you're picking for this game and you went with Ross Colton, I believe. Did you not? I did indeed. In this game. And you would have done pretty well. One goal, one assist for Mr. Ross Colton in this game. It's like, yeah. it rain up in here. <laughs> it's like, what you know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but all you have to do is pick whether studs like Ross Cole and why not will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus and more in a, any given game. So use the promo code locked on NHL 
and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That code again is locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, welcome back. Thank you for making Locked on Avalanche your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Um, defensively, issues, issues everywhere with the abs. And, and, it, and it's, it's only like we love Cal McCarr, but he is, you know, he, he is not, not immune to you know uh, a bad defensive play and he's had him everybody's had him Devon Taves has had him um it's it's a problem right now so that's where my focus is for the rest of this month is can the abs improve defensively because right now they're just letting guys skate wherever they want to skate and especially that goal where it uh, McCarr, uh, I think that was the the fourth goal for, no, because the fourth goal, one, two, three, so the fifth goal. No, it was the last goal. Um, and McCarr just, it's not like he lost his guy, but he wasn't up on his guy, and and he wasn't shoulder to shoulder with his guy, and 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 they just kind of let whoever they're defending kind of just skate scot-free and just that's not gonna end well Kyle when you when you play I say when you play defense but it's almost like you're not playing defense and and you're you're not just checking to where see see where your guy is and it, it can just like that that's how fast it happens in hockey that a pass can be on that guy's stick and there's a puck in the back of the net. And we saw it happening. And it's been happening a lot this year. The number one thing I would do to really shake up the defense a little bit, it's not going to be so much change up partners. I don't think Sam Malinsky is the answer currently right now. I would go back to the Caleb Jones experience. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, I, I'm not down on Malinsky. I, no, I, I feel no. like they want to get him some games and get him some action. And this tells me like they, they feel like he has a pretty big future when I shouldn't say big future, a kind of immediate future with them uh, after this season. And that's well and good with Sam, Sam Gerard still um, not a member of the team right now. We're not, we're not trying to figure that out. I know Caleb Jones can bring you a little bit more of the grit and physicality, that Sam Malinsky is not bringing right now. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't put him, I wouldn't promote him like to the top line of the defense. I'd keep the pairings together, especially for this Buffalo game. But I would like to see something else other than Malinsky. We know that he's talented. We know what he can bring. We, yes, he's going to have a bright future. But right now with the defense, the way it does, I don't think that's helping him any. I don't know, man. I, I I think I think this is this is getting like this is learning on the job. Hmm. You know what I mean? I think what's helping him is is getting these games in. He's young. He is he's he's green. Um, and I think you know he's he's not a liability, right? If he was, he wouldn't be in there. Right? If he if he was a, a severe liability, he'd be out. Caleb Jones, the way everything is right now, Caleb Jones would be in. I think they like both of these guys, and I think they want to give them. A lot of people probably don't like this because it's like 
put your best players out there right now and and go win games. Um, and I think the way the Avalanche are looking at this is like, well, we are winning games for the most part. I mean, you're having this up and down season, but we are winning games. Um, so we have two guys that we really like. Let's get them, you know, kind of like equal time right now for now. They're playing fine and for the future because next year, Jack Johnson's not going to be on this team. Let's get it's right. what we said last he, year. He's not going to be on this team next year. And and for 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 this reason. You now have a, a, a little bit of a youth movement, and you still have guys that haven't even came into the, the fold yet. It's true. You have prospects that haven't even touched professional ice yet that are still coming up. So you you and you just drafted another one this last draft. Jack Johnson is not gonna be around. And I I gotta say, man, I like how Jack Johnson's playing this year. I think he's been I, good. I was I gonna say the best, like Manson and Josh uh and Jack Johnson look the best out of the defenders tonight like taser <laughs> yeah. had some lapses and kale had some lapses like manson and jack johnson they looked they looked really good they did they really do and jack johnson has, uh jack johnson's playing well manson's been playing very well mm-hmm. like, very very well but long term we jack johnson's not going to be here so i think that's kind of why they're giving like malinsky a little bit of a chance now you'll see caleb jones come back but that's just, you know, getting guys on the ice. That's not like what the defensive issues are right now. Yeah. Is 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 who's playing. What the problem is right now is the structure and and how, like the defensive assignments that are being blown right now and the turnovers that are that are just happening in the defensive zone. I don't care who's out on the ice. That's got to get fixed. All that they have to tighten up defense in a massive way and it's that's what I said. For the rest of this month, I'm going to see if this defense improves just in not giving the opponent easy looks for easy goals. And I think, honestly, the problem with the defense is something you talked about with the forwards. I think the defense is a little bit too cute. I think they're overplaying, and everybody's just kind of – I mean, they're – all four members, Taze, McCarr, Manson, and Jack Johnson, have that little bit of an offensive they could contribute. So they're mm-hmm. kind of playing all over. They're kind of drifting. They they don't really have a role. They're not really playing defense because they can bite and they could start a rush. And I feel like they're getting a little bit too cute. They have, they've been playing together for a while. They've been playing together longer than a lot of the forwards. So mm-hmm. they, I think they're getting a little too cute, and you see the turnovers. I think it's just a little overconfidence in getting too cute. I think they just need to get back to simple, basic defense. I don't know. Like it just seems like like <laughs> zone exits are an adventure so far oh. this year. It's crazy. It. Um, I'm looking up uh, just like expected goals and stuff like that, but the site doesn't seem to want to load. But um, yeah, I wouldn't mind just a. In, in those instances, just take it behind the net and just wait. Just breathe. Yeah. You don't have to constantly keep pushing. Like I know we do that for some shift changes, but just do a, a good old-fashioned reset. Just try it again because the way things are going right now, it's not working getting out of the zone on a rush, and two or three players are already out in neutral zone, and it's coming right back by you. I would... I'd say just slow it down just a little bit. You're fast enough that you could take it from zero to 60 faster than the other team. So 
just stop, reset, and actually set up a play. Which, you know, for the course of the game, most of the time, like, the they are doing that, but it's just like the 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 high danger areas, like the action zones, like in, right in the house, like right in front of the net. The Avs just don't seem to be the team to get the the their stick on a puck and and get a good clear when they need or a body to. or a body. And I think they're or, yeah, worried about yeah. getting the injury bug going again, and they're not sacrificing uh, their body. Um, when's the, I don't know. When's the last time you've yeah. seen a block shot? Um, f- dude, you know what? Not to change the subject, but uh, I saw block shots all the time from Calgary, and it was getting annoying. Oh, yeah. That's... Like, the Avalanche were creating some pretty good scoring chances, and they'd have a nice, like, cross-ice pass, and a stick would come from somewhere, and it would get blocked up into the netting. And I'm yeah. like, and, and on the other end, you're right. It was like, you know, just shots were getting through all the time. They're, they're trying to block And the second them, chance... The second chance efforts coming off pads of your gift, like that's mm-hmm. you're not getting in there. You're not pushing people out of the blue paint. You're not you're not making you're not getting on that second chance effort. And I think the physicality, the blocking the shots, it's lacking. It's missing. And uh, that's what made me think of it in that Calgary game was just how good Calgary was at getting in the lane, sacrificing a body. It did not matter. It's um have you checked the have you checked the stats for unblock shots or no? No. Do you know how many do you know how many Calgary had? Do you want to take a shot at it if you if you uh if you didn't look? Eleven million. <laughs> you you were just a couple off, uh, but not by many. They had thirty one block thirty one block grief. shots. Yeah, I just pulled it up. Wow. Thir- thirty one block shots compared to the Avalanche twelve. I'm telling you, it was just everything was was just getting blocked. So the abs were getting looks. And is some like I don't want to give Calgary credit 31 times over for getting blocked. So is some of this on the avalanche for not getting a shot off quick enough for not, you know, a pass? Maybe that's just a little bit off, not on the tape that doesn't allow your player to, to snap a shot quick. I'm sure a lot of that comes into the mix, but it just seemed like I was like, you know, you'd see kind of like a little bit of a rush and you'd see someone streaking on, let's say, just the left hand side. I get to the edge of my seat seeing this opening up. The abs recognize it, make the pass. I get even more on the edge of my seat and then the shot gets blocked from nowhere, from out of nowhere. So I I, want to go back and watch some of them to be like, why is that happening? Is, is, Is Calgary lucky that many times or is it a combination of the abs are just the, the, I don't know, maybe the, the angle that they're taking the shot at is, is just going into the blocked shot, pl- the player who's blocking the shot. I don't know. I don't, it, but it was just, it's just infuriating to watch it. It's infuriating yeah, they, to see that so many blocks, uh, shots get blocked. And it's something that you just kind of don't address until games like this where a team does it really, really well and you realize what the Avalanche are missing. And when you look at the, the analytics for that, I mean, that tells a story. Your Corsi 4 for the Avalanche is 82. That's really good. Mm-hmm. That is shots directed towards the net. Your Fenwick score, which eliminates your block shots, is 50. So they have it at 32 uh, blocks for, for Calgary on natural stat trick. Give them 33. Um, yeah, well, let's just keep going up with it. Um, 
the goalie situation. Uh, we'll talk about that. Alexander Georgiev was pulled in this game. A couple of those goals were not his fault. A couple of them were. So where do we go with that? We will discuss that coming up next. Right now, we have eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. And eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into what we like to call the Nathan McKinnon Trilogy, speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Uh, all right, let's just take a look at these stats real quickly, and then we'll kind of get into the, the goalie situation here. Um, as far as points go for the Avs, a lot of people had them. Andrew Cogliano with an assist, Ross Colton with one and one, Miko, excuse me, Nathan McKinnon with one and one, Ben Myers with the goal, Nachuskin with two assists, uh, Frederick Olofsson with an assist, Miko Rantanen, three point night for him. Uh, one goal, two assist. Tomas Tatar, there's the one goal for him on the defensive side. Bo Byram with an assist, Kel McCarr with one and one. Uh, Malinsky did have an assist, and Josh Manson also had an assist. So, a lot of uh players with points. Um, and it kind of evened out because at one point, um, your top line and Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr was minus four at one point in this game. He ended at a minus two, um, and I think Miko and McKinnon, I think, were both at minus three at one point as well. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't going well. Things were yeah. not going well. Part of that was the goalie situation. Um, Alexander Yorgiev does get pulled after the second when he had given up five goals. Um, it's like a little bit of everything because you see the one that Connor Zari just knocks out of midair. You, you can't really... Yeah. That, that is what it is. But then he had one that's just a, a straight line of sight. That's got to get stopped 100 times out of 100. And that goes through. It kind of just went right through the side of him. It, it looked like he got a little bit on it, but that has to get stopped. And when that one went through, you were like, okay, like now now we're, we're just going to have to outscore these guys because the goalie's not on, defense is struggling, and you needed an offensive explosion. That's what you got in the third. But what's your goalie thoughts right now? Are you a little bit concerned for that after that game? Or is it just put that one away in the locker and forget about it and move on? Yeah, and you, you mentioned that Zari goal. I, If you go back and look at the replay, he didn't react to seeing the puck. It was like he heard it go by him. It was like a delayed reaction. It was weird. It <laughs> was. I, I didn't like it at all. And I was like, ooh, this is not good. And like he ended the night with like a 772 776 save percentage like it was n- not a good night for your gift at all no and, and and you know what and i hate to like say it but this has been like a trend it's not been incredible mm-hmm. 
I, like I will say that I'll say this. Um, he's he's been better. This was a bad game for him, no no doubt about it. But I thought like he recently has pulled himself out of the slump that he was in prior to playing better. I think he was playing a lot better. But we loved talking about uh, Frankie and and you could put him out there whenever you needed to. And th- there was a little bit it was a little bit more even. Georgiev is always going to play more games, right? He's your he's your number one. He's your go to. He's he, he's going to be playing more games in a backup. And that's the way that it should be. But I kind of feel like with Prosvetov there, I feel like he's kind of done enough to take a little bit of the weight off of the shoulders of Georgiev right now and maybe not split them down the middle at all. I'm not saying that, but spell Georgiev a little bit more than you have been. And I think they were not doing that early in the season because they weren't sure what they had as a backup. They weren't sure what they had in Prosvetov. And now you've seen him enough, or at least I have, where I'm kind of confident in the guy. I'm kind of confident that he can go out there every once in a while more than he is and and not only spell Georgiev, but win you a game. And he went in there, and he did what you have to do when when uh, things are not going right for the starting goalie, and the backup comes in. And he faced eleven shots, so it wasn't <laughs> like he faced like three. And he shut the door, and he didn't allow any more to go in, and allowed the Avalanche to come back. I think he should start getting more playing time. I'm not saying he's going to get, you know, he's going to overtake Georgiev. He's your guy. But Georgiev has played more more games than any. I still think he does have that right now, right? And in the league, he's played more more games than any goalie in the league. I think that needs to come down a little bit. Spell him for the the long haul of an NHL season. But it's not going to come against that Buffalo game. You're putting Georgiev right back out there because the last thing you want is a goalie sitting there thinking about that performance, not playing the third period, and internalizing it. You want? Well, I definitely agree with that. I definitely you, that. I, I like you, I like doing that. I when when yeah. a goalie doesn't have his best game, you you put him right back out there. And I think most most coaches will do that. Yeah, but I do have faith in Prosbatov. I love what he does. He's not he's not bad. Mm-hmm. And you cross your eyes, it's almost like having Frankie back there. So I mean yeah, I mean it, same kind of quality. It's not not Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> this is yeah, he's a step above that, but I, I I do trust that, and I think... I've liked what I've seen from him. I do. Put Yorgiev out there for Buffalo, and then Prozbatov gets the start nope, regardless. Because after Buffalo, you have two days off. So, um, you know, I think you, you put Yorgiev out there. Um, let's see. I just had their schedule up here, and I lost. There you go. So you have Buffalo, and then two days off, and then the Jets. And then you're playing the next day, so you have a back to back. And your your second game of the back to back is San Jose, who oh, suddenly man. is playing amazingly right now. Like they're, yep. they're playing so much better. But I think you you go Georgiev Sabers, you go Georgiev Jets, and then you put Prosvitov in there for the Sharks. That I think that's your next three games. And then after the Sharks is the Blackhawks. Hmm. So. We'll see where it goes. Uh, quickly over on subtext, we have uh, a couple comments over there. This one's coming from Vargar. Um, maybe I should just be happy with the win. Miko ended his drought. Makar and Max score. Colton is uh, proving why I liked him more than any other offseason addition. Comeback wins are always exciting. Uh, but I 
where it, it was really ugly at times. Georgie looked off. Uh, the effort wasn't there to start. And then he just says, I miss Kadri. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I was I was so torn watching him out there. Yeah, and then he scored, too. So I was like, uh, and then Easton says, didn't need to be a comeback. I think this game single-handedly represents the absolute roller coaster this season has been. You're 100% right. 100% right. This is just, it, it looked good. It looked bad. It looked good. So, yeah. I, what was it? Carl Reiner and Ocean's Eleven constantly popping Tums? That's that's going to be me. Is that, <laughs> he was. In that, I mean, he's popping Tums and, and Brad Pitt is constantly eating in that movie. Yeah. Constantly. Um, all right. Last bit of business to get to. That is our Lockdown Avalanche sound check. Kyle and I pick one song each that we feel best summarizes the most recent game. These songs go up on a playlist over on Spotify. So just open up the app, search for LOA sound check. And this is volume number three. One and two are up there if you want to go follow those as well. But uh, the active one right now is volume number three. So what do you got for this one, sir? I feel like I know where you're going with it. This is easily Dragon Force through the fire and the flames. Here we are. Here we stand with the blood on our hands. We fought so hard. Now that we don't understand, break the seal of this curse if I possibly can for the freedom of every man. It's like this song was written for the 23-24 Colorado Avalanche. You betcha. Uh, and this is not the first time you have picked this song whenever they 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 have faced Calgary. I think in volume one you picked this one as well. But it fits. It's perfect. It, it does. It's, it's always perfect. a crossroad game with the Calgary Flames. There's mm-hmm. always some. It's either sending your season up or down. You can never just coast through a Calgary series. Never. And by the way, like these two teams don't play each other. The the third and final game, um, the Avs have won the the season series because they've t- taken two out of the three. They don't play until March twelfth. These will be two Crazy. completely different teams, top to bottom. Right, right. Um, and for me, it's kind of like what we were just talking about through the episode and what Easton just said. How this is just like a microcosm of the season. It's just. Uh, up and down and you never really know what you're going to get from game to game and in this game period to period um and that's why i went with uh the song called the ride by live live's one of my you know live is like one of my top five bands they're they're just my childhood my my teen years in the 90s was live one of them so uh followed them through all these years crazy stuff going on with live if you want to go on rolling stone there's an excellent article about kind of like behind behind closed door stuff that's going on with them wild wild but ed kwalchik has basically taken live and made it his own baby now uh still coming out this this album came out maybe 15 years ago uh but yeah the song's called the ride fantastic song and that's basically what we're on right now with uh this year's avalanche there we are. <laughs> A crazy story behind the scenes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope not what the band members are going through because that it. Um, trust me, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, all right, that is going to wrap it up for today, everybody. So uh, thank you once again for tuning in and making Lockdown Avalanche your first listen of the day. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, breaking anything else down, some morning leftovers that we got from this game, and anything else. So uh, yeah, it's going to wrap it up. Thank you, everybody. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.